Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter, episode 121. My name is Richard Bliss, the host. Welcome to the show. This episode is brought to you by Weekend in Vegas. No, I'm sorry. It's not really a weekend in Vegas, but it's the next best thing. It's Ahead of the Curve Games is bringing you a brand new Kickstarter project called Weekend in Vegas. It's out there for your enjoyment. Here's what I'd say. Please go and at least take a look at their project because they are supporting this podcast and making it possible for you to continue to have listen to my great guests. So show them a little love. Weekend in Vegas is what I am recommending and suggesting that you take a look at. I have met with the creators of this game, spent a lot of time talking to them. Great couple of guys, and they've put a lot of work and time into this, and I think you'll enjoy yourself. Go take a look. Weekend in Vegas. And speaking of Kickstarter projects, I have one coming. I did a Kickstarter project a year ago and had great success with it. That was under the encouragement of Kickstarter themselves because they enjoyed the podcast. And so I'm getting ready to do another one. Uh, Any input, feedback, ideas that you have is very useful because with a Kickstarter project like mine, there's no tangible thing like Weekend in Vegas that I can actually send you the game. So instead, I send you information, great guests, great content, and I just want to keep doing a lot more of it. But to do that, I need some uh, support to do that. So I'm asking for your support. Please pledge when my project goes live and make it possible for us to continue to have this great conversation that you and I are having. That'd be great. Oh, you know, and one other thing. If you were listening to last week's episode, not last week, last episode, and you were paying attention, because obviously I was not, Daryl Louder was on, and he is the creator of Compounded, a chemistry board game that's doing very well, that did very well on Kickstarter. Except for I didn't figure out that it was called Compounded. I call it Compound the entire time, and Daryl never corrected me. As several of you did on Twitter, Facebook, and email, so I appreciate that. But Daryl didn't. Daryl, next time, just tell me. Hey, slap me up alongside the head when we're sitting next to each other and saying, it's called Compounded, not Compound. But he was a great guest, and I appreciate that he was on the show. Speaking of guests, I have one myself. Let's go ahead and move on to our guest segment. My guest today is someone I had on the show just recently who was in the middle of their Kickstarter campaign, and we kind of promised to get back to them um, for good or bad to see what happened to kind of talk about the end result of that campaign. My guest is Michael Keller, and his project was City Hall, a game that has got great reviews, a lot of people talking about it, and a lot of buzz around the game, and he ran a Kickstarter project that uh, ended recently, and so I invited Michael back. And so, Michael, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining me. Great to be back, Richard. Hey, let's give a plug also to the, your uh, game company. It's called Visible Hand Games. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, and the uh, URL for that? Just visiblehandgames.com. Visiblehandgames.com. And your Twitter handle, though, is, is that VH Games? Correct. VH Games, okay. So, Michael, you were on the show just a, a short time ago. And uh, we were in the middle of your City Hall project. Uh, Why don't you tell our listeners what happened? Uh, So when it came down to it, uh, we ended up uh, getting about uh, $15,000 in pledges, uh, which was great and very, very rewarding. Unfortunately, uh, our goal was $25,000. So we didn't get there. So you... uh Okay, so you've, you've, you came up short. Let me just pull your uh, game up here. We'll just take a quick look at it. You came up short. Um, and so tell, tell me, so, so somebody's in your situation. 
as you were getting close, what's going through your mind? Are you thinking, okay, I think I can pull this out? You know, we were just talking about uh, the folks over at Pathfinder online, right, that did $20,000 an hour the last 10 hours. It took them 45 minutes to raise the amount of money that you were looking to do. Did you, did you feel like you still had a chance or, or was there a point where you realized, hey, this isn't going to happen? Well, in, in I'd say about the start of the last week, I'd, you know, I'd more or less given up. Uh, but then the, the day bef- with like 48, hour, uh, 48 hours to go, the, the second to last day, ended up getting 3,000 in pledges, which was by far the highest, <clears throat> the highest total up to that point. And so I was like, is, is this it? Is this the tail end everyone talks about where finally everyone shows up and starts pledging? And so I, I started getting excited again, right? Because before that, I was hovering around uh, 10000 and then $3,000 in pledges come in in one day. I was thinking, yeah, well, this is very little time, but maybe it's just it. It's just everyone was waiting for the end. And then um, on the last day, got another uh, 20-something hundred. <clears throat> yeah, as we look so, at, I can pull it up here. We can look on KickTrack. You got uh, just under three thousand dollars on the second to last day, and then the last day you got twenty seven hundred dollars. So that's well, that's five thousand dollars. You got a third of your funding in the last like forty eight hours. Yeah, and so so I, I was getting real excited, and and you know some of the people who had who, who had pledged and who had played the game before started making more mentions of it. Like they on you know without me asking them, were were promoting it more, were helping to get the word out, like. Come on, let's let's get together. Let's let's put this one over the top. Um, and 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 I can't thank them enough for you know all their enthusiasm and effort. But uh, it just uh, it wasn't in the cards. You know, I'm going to use. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to take some time here and talk. Uh, it's not very it's no it's not very pleasant to talk to somebody who whose project didn't fund. In your case, there's some lessons learned, and and people will be interested to hear what you felt you did right and what you felt you did wrong. Um, one thing I want to point out to my listeners and to you is almost everybody knows KickTrack, K-I-C-K-T-R-A-Q.com. And, Michael, you're familiar with it as well, right? Yes. One of the things that has come out of KickTrack, KickTrack tracks all the statistics of your project. But, but you know, people have always wondered, well, it says I'm trending to this number. You know, I'm trending. What does that mean? And uh, the analysis of KickTrack has shown that if you go back and look, at day eight, nine, or ten, those three days—the eighth day, the ninth day, or the tenth day—right in there, whatever they, pre- whatever the prediction is for how much you're going to fund the trend on those days, that's how much money you're going to fund. And so, to give you an idea, I'm looking at the Kick Track Progress um, Trend Chart right now, and it says on day nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Day nine, day ten, you are going to come in at between fifteen and sixteen thousand dollars for your funding. Is what it says that you were going to do on day eight, uh, on day nine or ten. And so it's really, I just point that out that you didn't know that at the time, but it is for anybody who's got a project that's going and you're getting towards the end. Am I going to make it? Now this is all historical data. I feel like a, a stockbroker that says past performance is no uh, guarantee of future uh, performance. But here, here your project was doing very well. It didn't quite have enough at the end. Um, what do you think that you did? You know, let's t- talk first about what do you think that you did right? Um, so something I uh, did right, my, probably my best decision was to schedule my project 
to have uh, a game convention in the middle, uh, specifically BoardGameGeek.com. And, dot when, com. and when does BoardGameGeek.com happen? What, do you remember that? That, that was uh, November 14th, okay. I think it was. And so it was right smack dab in the middle of my campaign, right in where the, the dead zone and sure uh, enough, of Kickstarter and, campaigns. And, I, and I'm back on uh, KickTrack right now. And so the 14th, and so on the 16th through the 20th, 21st, you had – that was your biggest stretch. Um, you had more backers there than any other time except for the very first day and the last two days. So, yeah, that looked like that, that did very well for you. And, and it wasn't just the number of backers I got during BGGCon. It was the uh, enthusiasm, the, the strength of those backers. They didn't just pledge. They dragged their friends to come play the game. They, they, they sent notices out. They helped upvote it to, to help it get buzz. And um, so that, that was definitely my best decision is to center my campaign to, exp- to exploit uh, uh, a source of passionate fans how did you for the exploit, project. Okay, so how did you exploit that? So you had the campaign running during that p- time period, but what else did you do to take advantage of that? Well, I, I made sure that, um, that uh, as, as there were mentions – um, as, as there were mentions, as people liked it and were uploading it at the convention, I made sure to send notices of that out on social media so that people would notice, yes, look, people are responding to this, you know, actual people. It's not just the game designer telling you to, to buy it. And so that, that helped and that spread organically, right? My, my tweets got retweeted on that. And I also had, a, I, I had uh, an advertising campaign going on uh, during this. I sponsored, I was sponsoring the Ludology podcast. And so my sponsorship was over the course of the month. And then, so once this convention happened, the, uh, the ad itself shifted to, um, to mentioning how the people were responding at the convention. So it's, it's, it's about real time, like taking the feedback you're getting and putting it out there on display, showing, Look, people like it. You should take a look. And you did, and you went to BGGCon, right? You were there. Yes, you were, I was there. You were physically yeah. there. Uh, other, any other cons that you went to? So there were no other cons really during the time period, but you, you spent a lot of time building up to this with other cons, right? Yes, I, I for a period about, so for a period since uh, the start of July, so July through the end of November, I was going to conventions. And I think this, this was one of my bigger mistakes. It's not that it was bad going to uh, conventions uh, like Gen Con and WBC earlier. I did get pledges out of that. I got some uh, very nice supporters out of them. Uh, however, the the number of, of pledges and supporters I got from those conventions, because they weren't happening during my uh, actual Kickstarter run and because they were, you know, in some, in some cases months before the Kickstarter run, um, a lot of the enthusiasm generated from them dissipated away. And so while I got some positive response, uh, from a strict business standpoint, I think I might have been better uh, served allocating those funds instead to more marketing during the actual campaign instead of spending it to uh, exhibit at these conventions so far removed from the campaign. So let's talk about that marketing. When you say marketing, are you referring to advertising or a different kind of marketing? What would you have I, I, I'm sweet about it. yes, uh, advertising on uh, gaming podcasts and websites, 
And the thing is, once it came down to time to do my actual um, Kickstarter project, I'd spent literally thousands, thousands and thousands of dollars doing all that traveling, which came out of, you know, my total marketing spend. And so I had relatively little, you know, now looking back on it, it was like three quarters of the total amount of money I spent trying to promote this game was before the Kickstarter project instead of during it. And so you still would have done the promotions before the Kickstarter project, but as far as the spending of the money, you're thinking that would have been better to, ma- to you would have got maximum return by doing it, spending the money at the time the event's happening. That way you, that way the event, excuse me, the exposure and action are all tied together. Right. You want people to be able to immediately go and pledge for your game, or at the very least, you know, a couple days later, a week at the most. Because after a week, people are just going to forget about it if they can't do anything. So, um, so you, you saw this spike at the end, this, this surge, a third of your money, $5,000. Uh, you almost want to say that if the campaign had run, right, like three or four more days... Would you have made it? And during, you know, when we're closing down on the final hours, I had thoughts about that. But then I realized that that's nonsense. It, it wasn't a coincidence that this this huge spike happened at the end. That's just what happens. People waited for the end. And so if I'd had a longer campaign, I would have just waited longer for that end. A val- valid point. So this is the question I want to ask. And we don't have a, a whole lot of time left. But what um, – well, we got plenty of time left. What, what prevented you from deciding to turn around and just relaunch and just basically extend it for another 30 days? I had to, I, I had to take a sober look. And, and my, my first instinct was thinking about, yeah, I, you know, it came so close. And if we relaunch and get this 15, 000, these $15,000 in pledges all come, you know, if almost everyone comes back and they come back immediately, it'll be huge. Um, but... Honestly, I, I think I've looking at the project. I think I've, I've pretty much tapped most of the people who would have been uh, interested in it. Uh, certainly, you know, if, if I'd come closer, if I was at eighty or ninety percent at the end, it would have been a no-brainer. But I was at sixty percent, and honestly, I it's not the type of project that I think could go viral. I think my game is great and appeal and will is is very uh, a lot of gamers will like it, but I don't think it's the type of thing that can explode if just given enough chance. Sure, and, that, and I can understand that the game. I guess for our listeners, we need to point out what the game is. The game was called City Hall. I just assume everybody who's listening has listened to every episode, and they just remember you were on a few episodes ago. So it's City Hall. It's kind of a uh, uh, well. You explain it because I haven't well, played it. It's it's a political game where you're running for mayor, and the game centers around managing your your influence and the players trading it back and forth. Um, so it's not themeless, but it's definitely not. It's you know it's not sci-fi, it's not fantasy, it's not zombies. Um, uh, could you put zombies in it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I joked with my friends that I wanted to relaunch it as uh, City Hall Invasion by Zombie Minis. Oh, that'd work. And then you'd make $2 million and everybody would be happy. Right. And Who cares if there's a game in there? We got miniatures, <laughs> right? We got miniatures. 
And, and funny you should say that because on the uh, Ludology podcast recently, they're they're discussing Kickstarter trends, and uh, one of the topics that came up was the Kingdom Death Kickstarter and just how massive success it was. Yeah. And one of the hosts actually mentioned my game in contrast to Kingdom Death. Well, there you saying, see, and there you go. See, and, and I was one of those people who was talking to you, and I'll be open about it, and I was on the phone with you saying, look, relaunch. This is a great game. It, I got exposed to it at WBC. Um, it's a great game. You got great fans out there. Relaunch. But I can understand that it's just not that easy, is it? Right. I mean, I, I honestly, thinking about it, it's there, there are only certain, I, I, you know, there are, maybe there are exceptions, but it, it seems... I agreed with their analysis that it seems like some projects are just uh, geared uh, to or are just more likely to uh, click with the Kickstarter audience to to create the and the viral enthusiasm that people must go after it now and they're not going to sit back and wait to see what happens and uh, I don't think my game. Is, is one of those. Well, I'm going to... Now, Michael, I'm going to say, now be careful because Zombicide, Sedition Wars, um, Relic Wars, yes, I'm naming off all of Cool Mini or Not's campaigns. They've done five Kickstarter projects in the last 12 months. Okay? They've raised $3 million in the last 12 months. So they had five games, $3 million. The thing is, they... And I keep telling this to people quietly. I'll say it right here. It's a box of miniatures with a game loosely wrapped around it, right? People who right. Are, uh, people are not backing these projects because it's a great game. People are backing these projects because Cool Mini or Not just make it made it so dumb easy to get yourself a box of miniatures for a fairly inexpensive price. Right, and I, I think that's that's part of what people are responding to on Kickstarter, that there's this cool thing that they can look at. They can look at a picture and understand what they're getting, and it's it's almost tangible in their hands. Yeah, but th- th- you're not... Your project is liked. The fans are enthusiastic about it. So is are you telling me that City Hall is not going to see the light of day? We're not going to see City Hall come to market? Oh, no. Um, I've actually begun speak. I've decided that what City Hall needs to get over the hump is... Um, an, an established presence, a presence that has, you know, a, a customer base, an existing customer base who are already looking at their stuff and trust their their quality. And so I'm, I'm, I've decided that for City Hall, at least, I'm going to seek uh, a tr- more traditional publishing route. Now, you say more traditional publishing route, but it is possible that the publisher you pick might take the game and put it back on Kickstarter. It's possible. Absolutely. And if, if they do... I, I think they would definitely have better success than I would because, again, they, they a traditional publisher also has the existing customer base that, that trusts them and is willing to, to do a Kickstarter to fund their Kickstarter as opposed to someone they've never heard of. True. And, yeah, True. So. Well, I certainly appreciate you taking, this, taking a few minutes. It's never ta- fun to talk about unpleasant things. Well, it's, it's instructive to, yeah. to look back and decide what to do in the future it is and i'm one of those people out there who and i know there's several more who really want to see city hall uh come to market so we're going to be uh, in your corner and, and rooting for you and as you guys get close if you do get a publisher to pick it up 
uh, you know, I think that would be a fascinating subject for our listeners who are in the game space to kind of hear about the process you went through. So when, when City Hall is getting close, why don't we have you come back and we'll talk about it again. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Richard. Michael, thank you. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. This has been episode 119. My guest has been Michael Keller, the uh, owner and founder of Open Hand Games. No, Visible Hand Games. Open Hand is an open software thing. Okay, never mind. Visible Hand Games. He shared with us kind of the pain that he went through to watch his project get so close yet not fund. And we talked a little bit about the lessons learned, the good and the bad. And so I appreciate Michael being on the show. Hopefully you've heard something inspiring. I know I always do, and I know I always say that, but it is true. And so I'm hoping that you'll be inspired by what you heard. You'll go out to Kickstarter, put your dream out there, and let us know so that we can help you fund your dream. Thanks for listening. Take care.